and welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and insurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Get to your finish line by starting with TriJoy. And brought to you by Dynamic Race Events. Here it comes, the first open water race of the year. It's Dynamic Race Events Westwood Lake Triathlon in Nanaimo this May. Your chance to kick off the season with your choice of standard or sprint distance races. Google Dynamic Race Events for race day details. We're also brought to you by F2C Nutrition, featuring Electrodurance, Hydrodurance, and Glycodurance products. Be listening in the interview when Nathan Killam mentions the name of the race he's doing in California this May. Then visit the FitSpeak Facebook page to enter the draw for your canister of Rehab 3 to 1. Use this product right after your next hard workout to maximize recovery. We'll be giving away a canister of Nathan's favorite flavor, chocolate. And we're also happy to be giving away a race entry to the already sold out Wine Capital of Canada race held in Oliver Saturday, June the 2nd. Once again, listen for the name of Nathan Killen's big race in May, then head over to our FitSpeak Facebook page to enter to win from Dynamic Race Events and F2C. Today's feature interview features, of course, Nathan Gillum, a firefighter, a husband, a new father, and a professional triathlete. Nathan's excited about finally returning to racing after a few months off. In part one of the interview, Nathan tells us what it's like to be a first-time dad, how he's had to overcome injury in the off-season, and his preparations for his first big triathlon of the year, the Wildflower Long Course, out near Paso Robles, California. We're on the corner of Dunbar and 29th in Vancouver. We've got Nathan Killam as our guest. Hi, uh, say hello, Nathan. Thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. We've got our steadfast sidekick, Kevin Watt, over here. Shotgun. Hi. How you doing, Fitspeak fans? And Kevin Hines behind the mic for tonight. And uh, as Nathan Killam was saying, he's uh, a returning guest of Fitspeak. We had him on last year. And between uh, the last time we spoke with him and tonight, he's undergone a few changes in his life as an athlete and as a person. And Nathan, uh, tell us about how life is different as a father. Very, very different. <laughs> Wildly different. Like 180 degrees different. But we, we, we spent the past 20 minutes just debriefing Nathan for this interview, and he's been telling us some interesting stories about teething and exploding vomit with uh, Tylenol, children's Tylenol, and whatnot. So how has that affected you? Uh, well... Not the exploding Tylenol, yeah, no. but... My wife was holding him when that happened, so I got none on me. So it's all about positioning. Uh, it's, I would say it's affected me in a good way. Um, I haven't been pooped on, by the way, yet, which is awesome. And I almost you're nine months in? Ten. Ten, ten months in. Just over ten months. And your son's name is? Aiden. Aiden. I haven't been peed on. Almost. <laughs> it's been aimed and shot at me, but he never got me. So, I've been lucky. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm almost in the clear now, but I don't want to speak too soon. But no, it's been good. It's, uh... Oh, it's more... T- it's, I mean, time-consuming in a good way. It's amazing. It's really shown me new emotions that I never would have known that I could have had before before I had a kid. I mean, from the moment he came came out and was born, like, I was just overwhelmed by emotions that you, you don't even, before having kids, you, you can't even imagine that you could possibly feel these things, and uh, it, was, it was pretty spectacular, um, and it's just been... It's been unbelievable just watching him grow and develop, and every time I look at him, I can't believe that I made this this little tiny human being. Well, I can't, you, I can't were, you, were, you were a contributor. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was definitely part of the process. I'm, I'm pretty confident. Uh, and I I can't believe how we just we just made a human. Like we just produced this thing that looks at us, and we're all at all he knows and it's it's pretty cool to watch him grow and uh it's definitely made uh planning and scheduling my days and my training a lot more challenging but i wouldn't trade it for anything it is way more rewarding than i ever could have imagined and uh yeah i love it he's he's amazing 
So I he got to watch me race a few times last year, which was, I mean, I don't even know if he could see past a foot in front of him, so mm-hmm. I don't even know if he saw me, but it was pretty amazing. I, I hear uh, eight-month-olds have an amazing sense of smell, so he probably smelled you before he saw you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I think that's every day. <laughs> he, it's probably, he can smell me coming. Daddy's got a smell. <laughs> yeah, but uh, very distinct smell. Uh, no, it's it's good. It's uh, my coach Bjorn uh, has really taken to. Uh, he he has a few kids of his own, so he knows how crazy it can be. So, we, I mean, he's been working with me for so many years that he knows how my scheduling outside of or before a kid was. So it's basically that plus having a kid. So, so he was ready for the yeah, shock. Yeah, he, he it knew. It wasn't a shock. He, it wasn't a shock for yeah. him. It was definitely a shock for me. <laughs> okay. But I knew, I, I went into it knowing it was going to be time-consuming. So mm-hmm. he's he's really good at uh, at giving me just a lot of bang for my buck with my workouts. And it's taken a lot of work on my end just to plan my days to try and accomplish more than one task at a time. So... For example, if I go to the I go to the pool to swim, I go downtown. I like to swim long course meters because it just I think it makes you a better swimmer swimming long course meters. So I go to Can you flip turn? I can. I okay, can. so that I've, that's I've my always, excuse for doing long course. I, yeah, I've always been able to flip turn. I just was like I'm going to learn to flip turn and just did. Uh, but yeah, I like swimming long course meters and the closest convenient place to park long course pool is uh vancouver aquatic center so i'll go there on the way home uh if we're out of bagels i stop at uh, seagulls bagels and get uh jewish bagels because everyone knows they're the best bagels in the whole world and then i'll stop at the grocery store and pick up groceries and then anything that's between the pool and home i'll pick up and that's how it is i go to work coming home from a shift i go to costco do our costco shop it's just trying to fit as much into into one trip as possible. The so, model of efficiency. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like time efficiency as a father, as any father mm-hmm. knows, is super important. And as any triathlete knows who works, it's it's so important. Like you're, you're not going to be able to – there's only 24 hours in a day and you need to be sleeping for seven to nine of those hours. So have you been? I've been pretty good. My wife is a saint. She, my mm. wife, uh, my wife, we co-sleep with our son, or my wife does. So, I sleep in a different room. Uh, was, was not my idea. It was her idea, for the record. <laughs> is this so connected? Wait, with wait, snoring? wait. Just say that one more time. Whose idea was it? Yeah, it was my wife's idea. Okay, just just so we're clear on that. Uh, but yeah, no, she, uh, she's amazingly supportive. Our son sleeps fairly well when she's co-sleeping, so it's really allowed me to to sleep and recover and when I come home from night shifts I'm able to sleep yeah. uh, we have a small apartment but uh, but beautiful thank you thank you it was new yeah. I would hope it was beautiful I'd be pretty angry if we <laughs> moved into a dump and it was brand new uh, but no she, uh, she, my wife is my number one fan and she is so supportive like I got so lucky I got so lucky if you're listening, Jennifer. Nathan won the spousal lottery big time. We Huge. all agree. We all Huge. agree. Huge. Like like the mega bucks. It's like it's the equivalent of winning like the sixty three million dollar lottery. In the in the States. No, in course. Canada. In Canada because we don't pay tax on our lottery winnings That's here. Right. Okay, better point. Yeah. Boom. Go Canada. Um, Go wife. Woo. Yeah. No, so, I got I got so lucky and uh, no, it's she's really helped me uh, squeeze in workouts here or there when it's, it almost seems like time will not allow but uh, I've been able to just it's a basically always just a little bit behind on schedule but mm-hmm. it works for me I'm super energetic person so I like being non-stop I like having everything being crazy and hectic so I basically wake up in the morning and I like today I have not stopped. So <laughs> no, you haven't. It's, we it's, heard it's stories. amazing. Just all yeah. day long yeah. training, taking care of the kid, doing this, doing mm-hmm. that, coming here. Yeah. Like I love it, mm-hmm. but it is busy and it takes a certain kind of personality to be able to handle. Yeah. Certain yeah, yeah. certain level. Somebody of, in their twenties or thirties, not their fifties or forties, right? Kw, I, I can handle busy too. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it's not how old you are on the outside, it's how old you are on the inside, right? <laughs> That's right. Here's to being 30. Yeah. <laughs> so, UBC, start line. Simons wasn't there, you weren't there. What's okay. with that? Okay, well, Simon said he was going to be there. Yes, so. he did. I don't know what his excuse is. Uh, by the way, the UBC is the uh, kickoff to the Canadian triathlon season. So while the rest of the country is watching curling on television and wondering how, you know, the Canucks are doing or the Nordiques, are they still playing? Anyway, we are actually racing in the province of British Columbia. The UBC duathlon slash triathlon has been running forever. And this year we had a wonderful day, but sorely Nathan Killam was not at the start line. And here's his story. Yeah, I wish it was an exciting story. Uh, yeah, I've I've been a frequenter of the UBC triathlon duathlon uh, in the past. I think I've won all the races there at least once. Um, I love that race, but it is the first weekend of March in Canada. We don't exactly live in igloos in Vancouver, but it is not balmy by any stretch. Even on the best day I've ever seen at yeah. the UBC Triathlon, it's probably, for Canadians, it's single digits maximum Celsius. Probably, it, it never gets above 50 Fahrenheit. Like, it is chilly. One year, it snowed right after the race. We <laughs> raced, we did the awards, and as I was going to my car, it started snowing, and it snowed like a foot by the time I got home. It was crazy. So... Uh, that's one of the things this year. Also, I've been, nobody really knows this, so this is, you're hearing this here first. Uh -huh. I've been fighting IT band syndrome oh. for, since the end of December, basically. And, uh. What brought that on? Just, uh, just one bad workout when I was tired, basically, hmm. is all it took. And then I didn't really catch it for a week or two. And then I have some really great physiotherapists, uh, Jen McPherson over at uh, Westworth Physio. I went and saw her. She was great. Her and my coach, too. I told him what I felt, and he, he told me what he thought it was, which is what it ended up being. And then I went to Jen, and I've been seeing a couple other therapists, just trying a few other things. And it's it's actually been – I've been able to run since uh, basically February. I did a stair climb race in full fire gear oh my goodness. on air with our Scott Packs uh, in February. The stair – it's the – Bentley Center? No, it was oh. the um, – uh, Sheridan Wall Center. Oh, it was right. the the climb the wall, yep. the climb for clean, fresh air to support uh, the BC Lung Cancer Society, mm -hmm. and uh, it was super cool. I got pummeled by somebody, mm. uh, but it was it was hard. It's 49, 48 floors, full fire gear. Oh, so wow. our gear, we have exceptionally heavy packs compared to some packs. So it's probably wearing. About 70 pounds 70 worth pounds. of gear. So that's half your body weight. Basically half yeah. my body weight going up 48 floors. Huh. So I set a world record in probably the 10 first, or first 10, <laughs> 10 flights and exploded. But anyways, I, uh, I just basically for running, I did a lot of stair climbing and uh, elliptical work leading up to that race. Not too much running. And then once I finished that, I started getting back into running and we were slowly building into it. And it's been going well. So uh, yesterday was my first really good hard interval run that I've done and uh, it went really well so I'm feeling really strong so but the cardio I is there yeah the cardio is definitely there I've been riding a ton swimming a ton so I've been swimming with Rachel McBride and uh, our good friend Steph Corker and uh, they've been kicking my ass into shape in the pool and uh, yeah it's I've been gaining fitness from other avenues but uh I definitely was not ready to race. I probably would have gone, mm. but I was not ready to race. So it it would have I would have probably had a good swim and bike, but yeah. I was I was too worried about getting yeah. the injury coming back. Yeah. And got I mean, it. you just, you gotta you win some, you lose some, and sometimes you just gotta skip over things that you would otherwise want to do. Yeah. But it was the right choice to make. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't get to come play. <laughs> I mean. Some years that the weather is terrible there, but yeah, we totally got lucky this year. The fact that it's dry, if it's dry, it doesn't matter what temperature it is, if yeah. it's dry there. I remember doing the duathlon one year, and lucky I did, because I don't think it went above minus two or minus three, Yeah, and yeah, it was, like, we didn't even have to swim, but god damn, it was cold. Yeah, that starting line was very, very cold indeed. So here we are, um, you're a new father, well, I guess not as new as you were, say, three months ago. Um, I'd like to say I've racked up a little bit of experience. <laughs> How are you uh, 
This is a multiple choice question, by the way. How are you either a better A, a wiser B, or faster C triathlete this year than you were last year when we spoke with you? It's really... So better, wiser, or faster? Can we talk about this in, like, September? It's tough to say that. Pre-test, post-test. It's tough to say that or to answer whether I'm faster because it is early April. So, okay. I mean, I would say, obviously, last year my running was better right now. But I would say my running or my cycling is probably stronger right now. And uh, my swim is probably pretty close. Mm-hmm. On a good day, it might be better. So... It's tough to say if I'm faster or not. Mm-hmm. We can talk after Wildflower. We will do but, that. Uh, yes. But uh, I would say I'm definitely wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, How so? Just well, I've. Uh, I mean, I've. I've started coaching. He's doing uh, masters in time efficiency. Yes, yes. Yes. I've also started coaching, so I've been learning a lot uh, from that, and uh, I feel like that's given me a little bit of wisdom. But uh, just. Taking care of another human being mm. brings a lot of wisdom. When it's no longer you are no longer in the top like two of important things <laughs> in your life at that time. So probably also to uh, learning how to take a step back from an injury. Yes, yes, I've been That's... really lucky. I'm just hitting a just over a decade now of triathlon since I very first started. And I've been super lucky to not have really gotten an injury uh, over the the ten years I've been racing. I've had a couple little niggles, little nothing's really set me back. I've never had anything that's actually stopped me from going out and doing a workout. I've had a sh- I had a shoulder issue for a couple of years uh, that once the race season was over, I stopped swimming for a couple months just to let that heal. But once I got back into swimming the next year, I was right back where I was. So. It wasn't really detrimental. Uh, but, yeah, this is something that actually being out on a run and having to either stop running or, you know, slow it down to a shuffle to the point where mm. it was barely considered running mm. is definitely challenging mentally. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely tested me this year mentally trying to navigate my way through, you know, how, how hard do I push it. It definitely makes me nervous there was there was weeks and weeks where I'd every single run I was so nervous to go out and run because you you don't know your your knee feels great IT band's symptoms are uh, pain and tightness and soreness over the knee and on the side of the knee and every single run I was so nervous I didn't know like am I going to be okay today is this run going to be fine am mm-hmm. I am I and then when I'm out there running it's like is it going to hit now is it, it in the next five minutes. Yep. Is it about to start hurting? Like, I, I don't know. What's... And then set you back another couple of weeks, yeah. months, whatever, Yeah, right? and then, yeah. you know, I mean, in January, February, you're thinking, oh, well, I'm not racing until May. Like, i got months. And then March and April mm, roll around, yes. and you're going, holy shit, in March, end of March, I'm buying my tickets to, to fly to Wildflower mm-hmm. and getting my car rental, and, like, you, I, you, I can't. I can't get a refund on my flight, so it's like, well, I'm going. Yeah. So, yeah. and then then you're nervous. It's like, do, okay, I have an interval run. Do I do I push it in the interval? Do I do I go as hard as I think I can go? Am I gonna am I gonna have a reoccurrence? Well, it's learning to manage a whole new other level of um, that mental game. Yeah, totally. And right? also, you there's a certain level of having to trust your coach. Uh, which I do so uh, trusting your coach trusting what your therapists are telling you you have to be able to trust your therapist and then you have to trust your body and listen to it which I I mean I've been pretty good over the years and I mean through this whole process doing those three things has helped me not have any setbacks or any any significant setbacks so it's yeah it's, it's definitely been a learning experience so let me ask you this question you're a sponsored athlete. Uh, you have a therapist. You also have a coach. But if if you're talking to, you know, your regular triathlete that's out there having fun, maintaining, uh, you know, a fitness level for, you know, for life, um, and he or she, you know, experiences some sort of an injury like maybe you've experienced, 
what would your advice be to them as you know somebody who's kind of just flying solo and um just your you know regular athlete yeah don't push through don't try and don't try and run or bike or swim through whatever the injury is there's anything i've learned more so from other people than from myself is do not if you feel something coming on deal with it don't just ignore it don't don't think that it's going to go away on its own i funny story about that i got shin splints when i first first started running i when i i started training a little bit more running and i got shin splints and i just kept running and it went away but but that was from the running in firefighters boots wasn't it yeah right yeah (laughs) Yeah, I just Pocus, put running Pocus. shoes. I put running shoes on. I was fine. It's so weird. Uh, <laughs> no, who, who would have known running in boots would cause problems? Some hokas, right? Yeah, yeah. No, those are, shoes are amazing. <laughs> uh, no, don't push through. Like, yeah, some sometimes a lot. Some people don't have benefits to cover a physio or a chiropractor, but honestly, for the sake of your mental sanity, spending some money if you have to on if you find a reputable therapist especially a physiotherapist who's one of the best get in there and see them see what they have to say because it could be one session and that they could give you the information that you need to fix your problem Mm -hmm. it could be one and you know it's not in, in the grand scheme of things it's not that much money and it's it can make the difference between you spending the next six months not being able to run or not being able to run to your full potential because you just either ignored what was going on or you just thought, I, nah, what do they know? They, they can't help me or I don't want to spend $50 to go or $60 Mm -hmm. to go see a physio. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, if you're in triathlon, triathlon's not a cheap sport. In therapy and body maintenance is part of the package. You got to take care of yourself, and if you feel anything coming on, get it taken care of. Talk to someone who knows what they're talking about, and get it sorted. Because I've seen too many times with other, so many times with other people, they don't do anything about it till it's way too late. Till they like weeks past where they could have gone in, yeah. got one little thing, one one little therapy and it would have been fine yeah but that's something that that's my complete and honest advice is if you feel something that doesn't feel right get it dealt with or start doing research on what it might be and start dealing with it because if you dig yourself a deep hole it's gonna be hard to get out like i've seen people who've been out for entire seasons because and what they had was 100% something that could have been fixed right away. It could have been yeah. fixed in a week. Mm. A week that might not have been great because you stopped running for a whole week, but uh, but now yeah. you're back running. Two weeks later, you're right back where you were, yeah. as opposed to 10 months later or, yeah. or eight months later. So definitely, if you feel something, deal with it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the problems talking about endurance athletes in general who are pretty much endorphin junkies who need that fix on a daily basis and to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or listen to music or do their desk job whatever that might happen to be that is that is like punishment but yet suck it up get the rest get the advice take the advice recover and then get on with your totally. sports 100% yeah I, and that's something I've learned over the years as well is I mean back in the day I could not miss a workout. I would go crazy. Like, that was my Bible, and my religion was following my training plan to a T. I couldn't, I was that guy who would go running circles around the parking lot to try and get that extra 45 (laughs) to 60 seconds to make sure that run was 90 minutes, not an hour 29. Mikey Ross, are you listening? (laughs) It's so funny you say Mikey Ross's name. I remember every single race I ever did in the first couple years of racing, Mikey was there. Always saw Mikey. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this guy races so much. And I remember it just got to the point where every race would be like, ah, Mikey. And we just pick up back where our conversation left (laughs) off. That guy, (laughs) that guy's an animal. He's so popular. Everybody knows Mikey. the, The sad thing is, 
He's only getting faster on the bike. His running has slowed down a little bit, but he's, but he's becoming a phenomenal cyclist. He's making up for There's it. this thing called Zwift now, and oh he is, he, you know, he used to be addicted to, well, we'll leave it at that. But now he's addicted to Zwift, and he is, he's amazing on the bike. Yeah. Well, all triathletes are addicts of something, yeah. right? That's, True enough. It's, it's, yeah. a, lot, a lot of triathletes I've learned over the years, they've usually trading one addiction for another and endorphins is our addiction now yeah so yeah but uh yeah if there's uh anything i've learned over the the years is that if you're not feeling it one day just shut it down just take a break like it's okay to if you go out for your ride i don't know how many times over the last couple years i've been out for a ride and it's supposed to be three hours and it's supposed to have all these intervals and I'm going to go ride out to Lions Bay and I get to Stanley Park and I just do the loop and stop at a coffee shop in kits yep. and then drink a, drink a coffee, have mm. a muffin mm. and come home and call her a day because yeah. I'm just not, you're just not feeling it. When you know yeah. it's not your day, like there's no reason to push through. You can just pick it back up tomorrow. Yeah. One day is not going to affect. It's no, not going to affect you in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, so it's that consistency, week exactly. after week, week month it's, after month. It's, it's not epic workouts. Yeah. It's consistency. Mm. As a lot of people know, consistency, like week on week, month on mm. month, year on year. You're not going to start triathlon and all of a sudden be like the fastest rider. It's not going to happen. Nope. Triathlon and all the components of it are just years spent doing that thing so yeah with injuries with heavy fatigue all that stuff you just deal with it don't ignore it your body's telling you something for a reason listen to your body your body knows you best so just just do what it's telling you if it's telling you you got something going on in your ankle get it dealt with because that might be six months off running or six months off the bike and it's not worth it You've been a pretty big factor at the Wildflower Race, and now that the uh, reservoir is back up to its beautiful levels, you're going to be yeah, it's it, it's going to be amazing. So last year there was no wildflower, but you've had a pretty good uh, history at the sport. You've won the Olympic distance, and then you've gone from eighth place to sixth place in the long course against some uh, amazing world class athletes. Tell us about that wild course. A wildflower course that suits you so well and why you seem to do so well at it. Wildflower is my favorite race of the whole year. It's, it's, I love that it's the first race. It would be nice. UBC is the first wildflower. Yeah, sorry, second race, second race. (laughs) It's the first international race. Although I'm pretty sure UBC has a lot of international athletes, so it still counts. But, uh, yeah, wildflower for the past, other than last year, has always been my favorite race. It is, hands down the hardest course and some people are some athletes are really good on flat courses and some athletes are grinders and like that's why i think jesse thomas has been winning it every year for six years because he can grind he is strong and mentally strong and can just grind through that course and i think that's what i love about it is that it's hard Nobody goes fast on that bike. Last year, we were I was riding 204, 205 on bike courses, and I think the fastest I've ever gone in Wildflower is like 218, 216, something like that, because that course is so hard. It, there's almost nothing flat on the bike. The run is the most gnarly run course <laughs> I've ever could have imagined. They basically said, oh, here's some wilderness. Let's go do a half marathon in the wilderness. Because there's off-camber sand and gravel and hills that are so steep that they have stairs cut into them. And there's basically running down sand dunes. And this year they've brought back, because we don't run from Harris Creek to the bike transition anymore. Yeah, that was a long-ass transition. I love that, actually, because I'm... I'm not a crazy fast runner in the world of running, but I'm a pretty good open runner. I have good short course speed. So that run from Harris Creek to the bikes, I used to be able to make up a ton of time. Guys who were swimming one or two minutes faster than me, I'd be able to make up time in in that transition. So it was great for me. And then I would hit that bike and I would, I would be primed and yeah. I just went to work. So it'll be interesting to do tra- uh, Wildflower back on the original course. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year they've brought the pit back, 
which is basically at mile 11, you go down a mile, and it's a steep mile down, and you turn around at the bottom and you go back up, and then you go down the road to the finish, which is a steep, long downhill roads. But the pit is not a road, it's just a trail that goes down. So it's going to be super gnarly. And, uh, so is there um, any specific training you do for that sort of yeah, a course? Yeah, hill repeats, definitely. Yeah. Lots of strength training. I've been in the gym this winter a little more than usual, mainly because I couldn't run quite as much, so we were supplementing a lot of extra strength training. And then doing the stair climbing, that, that right, kind yeah. of training's helped. And, uh, yeah, I mean, riding, learning how to time trial in the aero position on hills and on climbs. Uh, this year... I haven't been able to go away and do a big uh, a big training camp like I usually do. But yeah, in no. years past in Tucson, I would practice climbing Mount Lemmon the whole the whole mountain in the arrow bars. In the arrow bars, wow. Yeah, or doing big, huge rides and only arrow bars. Trying as much big ring arrow bars as possible. Uh, just grinding up climbs. Because, uh, what is it? I, I work in with, uh, with stack performance based out of... Uh, Ontario, and they have the virtual wind tunnel, and they've figured out that it's somewhere in that 16 to 18 kilometers an hour range is where aerodynamics in the aero bars isn't quite as, it it doesn't really make as much of a difference, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if you're climbing a slight grade at 20, 25 kilometers an hour, it's more, it's faster to ride in the aero bars, so learning how to time trawl at you know, not as steep grades mm-hmm. in the aero bars mm. definitely has been helpful in that in that race. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to like three percent of the population who's listening to this podcast, but for people who weigh less than a certain amount, I who have a certain watts per kilogram. I, but I would also it's say aero bars up hills, hills too. Jan Elric, yes, who has yes, eighty, <laughs> eighty the whole way, sixty standing at sixty. No, it's hills too, like totally hills, like. Even doing, even doing uh, Mount Lemon with without using the arrow bars, just sitting. Yep. It's hills because you, you got to learn to ride hills because it's a grind and mm-hmm. also cadence, high cadence while you're climbing. Mm-hmm. Spin it to win it. That's something I've always said to myself. Every time I'm riding a hill in a triathlon, you got to spin it to win it. If you're not a grinder, you, you're not going to be able to run well riding. 70 cadence up a hill. Yep. You got to spin it. Yeah. Jan uh, Elric did not have to run. Yeah, he did not have to. Although <laughs> I, I heard original Tour de France yeah. used to have a run component. Oh. I think oh. it was it was similar to like a duathlon. It was either a run and then they did the tour, or that, that was the during tour. the war years. No, yeah. no, I'm kidding. But it was only <laughs> like a five or ten k. It was very short. It did not make a whole lot of difference. But yeah, in running hills, hill repeats. Like you, you need to be strong. Wildflower is about being strong. It's fast is one thing, that's horsepower. But you need torque. You need to be able to run hills because that run course has a lot of hills, and a lot of them are loose surface. You need strong ankles. Like it's, it's gnarly. So, so that's going to be a test for your yeah it, it yeah it definitely that race definitely will be a test. But it's also. I don't know. I've been I've been working on all the, the my proprioceptor muscles and through trail running here and just working on a lot of hip strength. So I think I might be. I would imagine that I'll be stronger this year than years past just from doing all the extra strength training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I've never run fast there. I don't think I've ever run faster than a 120. But I've the both years. When I was eighth and sixth, I ran 120, which is adding the first run to the second run. Ah. But I mean, it's going to be about crushing the bike and then trying to just hold us <laughs> hold a certain pace on the run mm-hmm. and just try and run well. So that's what I'm basically going to do this year. There you go. That's my strategy. That, that is the wildflower. Swim <laughs> my ass off. <laughs> and I'm just... going to just pummel the bike and then. Just hang on for dear life on the run, which is basically always my always <laughs> well, my well, game plan. But. Well, to add to the aerodynamics of going uphill, you're gonna perfect the mullet too. Is yes, that correct. Yes, I'm growing. I grew up. Not a lot of people know, but I grew up in Surrey, <laughs> in Wally, which is basically the ghetto of the Lower Mainland. Mullet and, uh, Central. Yes. So I'm 
getting back to my Surrey skid roots, and uh, I'm gonna have the big, the big mustache, and I'm gonna have a, a big mullet going, just a bit of a throwback to the era I was born in. So. And uh, we actually had this side conversation earlier about, uh, we did actually uh, figure out there are different types of mullets. There's the uh, east down and bound down east, e- east down and bound. Yes. Yeah, and then and there's the Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Yeah. It's all about length though. J- the Joe Dirt has long flow, and the east down and or eastbound and down is a lot more short with curls and yeah, yeah. it's a little dirtier, but uh, it's not quite I, as I epic. Pic- but I can't picture Burt Reynolds in a mullet. Sorry. I know, right? <laughs> so well. I'm like, I'm like. I'm try- my goal is Joe Dirt meets Burt Reynolds. So. <laughs> Tom Selleck. I want to th- I'm going for Tom Selleck. But running in cowboy boots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so other than, um, where were we? Oh, yes, racing. Um, other than Wildflower, you've got another busy season planned ahead? Yeah. So What's I've, up? I've, uh, I've basically planned out from here to August. So we're going to go back to Wildflower which is always my favorite way to open the season. Last year I was racing a little early uh, because I had a son on the on the schedule, so uh, I wanted to try and get a few races under my belt before that, that happened. But Wildflower this year, and then I'm going to go to Victoria 70.3 again. Last year I went, but... Uh, Something more, happened. Luck, lucky for me, uh, my son decided he was ready to make his debut, so I went home basically about 10 minutes before the pro meeting started the day before uh which was probably a good life decision Mm -hmm. my marriage is intact yes and (laughs) healthy so Mm -hmm. it might have might have ended a little differently Mm. if i had just stayed and raced uh so i'll be back in wildflower this year and then i'm i was gonna do coeur d'alene 70.3 but we decided to skip that in favor of uh, a little extra training just it's it's a little busy trying to do that as well as go to Great White North and defend my title from last year. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna go back there and uh, I'm really excited to race in uh, in Alberta. Stony That's gonna Plain, be Stony yeah. Plain. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, it was that race was so great last year. I loved it. Those they put on a really good race. They have a great course. Uh, this just everyone there, all the racers, all the athletes, all the support staff. The spectators, everyone's great. It's uh, if you look at Edmonton, a map of Edmonton, yeah. and you take your finger and start going west, the next, I wouldn't even say major city. It's no. it's basically a little podunk town, but they have this fantastic event. They have a great event center where the everything's set up. But is that uh, does that swim out of Hubble Lake? Uh, no, I don't it's think it's Allen Lake. Allen, there. Is that, it that Allen? Sounds, yeah. yeah, I think it's Allen. That's yeah. the one. Okay, it's a beautiful lake. Yep. nice little campground in there. Yeah, lots of leeches. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> lots you, of leeches. That's how you get to race weight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, thank you for repeating that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll be back at Great White North to defend my title. Apparently, Jeff Simons is coming back okay. to uh, try and reclaim his title. Yeah, he and wasn't there last year. Did he year. have the course record, or was that? He, does that go back to the Paul Huddle days? Uh, no, I think. I think uh, Simons has the course yeah. record. I own the bike course record. Huh. Uh, what was that? Oh, tell us, tell us. Uh, 206. 06, okay. Yeah, uh, Simons. 234, 1982. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simons has the course record. He has he threw down a crazy run the year he got the course record. I think he ran like a 214 or 215, which, I mean, you look at some of the races going on these days, and that's not overly fast, but... In my world, that is pretty freaking quick. So, yeah, Jeff is... I'm super... I love racing Jeff. Jeff is an amazing guy. He's super fun to, to race against. He's really strong. And, uh, yeah, it's... He's... He just makes competing just a whole other level of fun when you're out there racing and basically trying to build a giant gap on the bike because... <laughs> You know he's bringing yeah. the heat on the run. Mm-hmm. Every time I've raced him, I basically <laughs> pass him on the bike, and then he passes me on the run. So I've, I don't think I've ever beat – I beat Simons once, but that wasn't his fault. 
So um, ho- hopefully we can have a nice little duel. In, uh, <laughs> he didn't in lose Sony a crank playing. that day, did he? No, that was not. In, that was different. Nah. That was another. <laughs> that was a different race. No, Jeff. Jeff's had a few issues on. That the was bike. when he lost a pedal. His pedal yes. broke off, so yes. he rode with one leg. Yeah, that's and a lot of torque. Then ran a two fifty. His marathon was marathon. astounding. No yes. big deal. Yeah, just that was like a jog for Jeff. <laughs> Jeez. He runs a five k the same speed he runs a marathon, which <laughs> is insane. Uh, but so no other races. So yeah, Great so, White North. so after Great White North, mm-hmm. I'm going back to the Ironman distance ah. uh, for Ironman Canada, Canada you're in coming Whistler. Back. I'm yeah, coming ooh. back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so hard to say no to that race. I think, a new bike course. Yes, uh, the PTSD, one that suits you. Yeah, the uh, PTSD from the crazy monsoon uh, has passed. <laughs> in 2015, when I did it last, it was uh, eight degrees when we came out of the water. Were you one of the finishers? I did finish. I was. Simon's six. pulled out. I no comment. He was like a popsicle <laughs> stick. I saw him at the top of Calhoun. He was like that was done. I know. He was like negative five percent body weight, but yeah, yeah, I I was considering crashing. I was so cold. I was going about seventy down a hill, shivering so hard that I had tunnel vision and was getting vertigo, and I was thinking maybe I'll just crash and then I can stop easy way out because yeah. I can't just stop but yeah. if I crash that's a real good excuse with dignity and like, I'm sure with this, honor these are perfect yeah. conditions to crash mm-hmm. in so it wouldn't really seem out of the ordinary yeah. but uh, no I slugged on and uh, yeah I came sixth that year that was a big so year so I'm hoping to improve on that this year mm-hmm. uh, that was I think the last Ironman I've done and just, you knew pardon well, I was going to ask if you're going to wear your thermal skin suit this no, year. No, I mean, I'm hoping that we're going to have normal weather, yeah. and it's going to be closer to the 30s. Not where that place. It's, well, that it's, was the weirdest weather that year. Yeah. I know. It was 40 degrees Celsius leading up to that race. Mm-hmm. Then it was 8, yep. and snow just above our highest point on the bike course. Yep. And then, like, two days later, it's back to 40. So while you're here, uh, you've had a chance to take a look at the new three-looper now. Well, yeah, the three loops are going to be challenging in the in the third loop. You're going to, I mean, I think Ironman is great because it can include everybody. And I love nothing more than seeing people getting out there and just challenging themselves. Mm-hmm. But a three loop bike course does definitely present challenges for the front of the race because it starts to get clogged. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think you're coming down. I descend like an asshole, so I'm going to be going as hard as I could possibly go coming down those hills. And when you're trying to pass people on twisties who are riding the brakes, it can get a little scary. So it's going to be challenging in the fact that there's going to be some riders who are a little less confident on descents in twisty, you know, corners. Won't they have... uh Maybe a lead motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say I'll be at the front of the race. It's that's a little presumptive of me, but True. I mean, there's one lead motor, but I mean, age groupers are age groupers, and right. you know, sometimes you get them passing each other yeah. or riding two or three wide, and it gets challenging. And I mean, it race, it is what it is, but I mean. It is what it is. Well, what can you do, right? It's going to be the same for me. As they say, when it's snowing or raining or whatever, or 100 degrees out, it's the same for me as it is for everyone else. So I'm going to be facing the same challenges as everybody. So mm-hmm. I'm, I love the, that bike course. The more vertical, bring it on. Yeah. Like You'll just crazy have- descents, <laughs> hard <laughs> climbs. Bring it on. I you love and, it. You and Martin Caron, who won, well, he was actually second last year. Yeah. Right? He had an amazing day. But uh, we've got second a Second to Dylan Gleason. Yeah. Crazy people on a tough course. Um, is this year's men's race a pro race? Yes. So this okay. year, uh, last year was the women's pro race, and this year is the men's pro race. So uh, the last few years, the last th- uh, this will be the third year, I believe, where they do... Uh, men's pro race at one race and women's pro race at a different race and then the next year they switch. So I think so, it's Placid they yeah, do Yeah, Lake Placid is yeah. the other race. Mm-hmm. So in 2015 uh, it was a men's race 16 uh, actually no eight, uh, 15 sorry was dual. It was both men's and women's. 16 was the first year they did uh, 
the men's race only. Then 17 last year was the women's race. Uh, this year will be the men's race only. Mm. So Placid will be the women's race. I think there's a one-week offset, mm. but uh, there's only going to be a men's pro race, which is, I mean, I, I love when there's both men and women pros racing, but I can understand why they do it. Mm-hmm. But it, it'll be, yeah, it'll be different. I've never done a, a pro race without the women there, so... So you're on the course, and we've got a few members of the Abbotsford Triathlon Club who are doing their very first race as Ironman Whistler, That's which awesome. is not an easy bike course, by the way, guys. So um, I'm going to ask Nathan on your behalf, because there's been a lot of chat on our Facebook page, road bike or tri bike? Uh, so and d- I, and can, keeping in mind these are first-time Ironman folks. And so. even, yeah, even, even the old course, I had a lot of people tell me, Road bikes faster, and I am a diehard TT bike. Yeah. If you, but that being said, I ride my TT bike is hard, if not harder, than my road bike. I'll ride the aero bars going. I've hit almost a hundred on in bends riding on Mount Lemon coming down. <laughs> so I'm a psycho. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the mortals who are listening, yeah, I'll, I, I haven't ridden the new bike course yet, so uh, I'm not 100% decided. But if you are a first timer and you don't have a tri bike yet, and you only have a road bike, I would say just put a uh, put a, a a different seat post on your bike so you can ride a little steeper and put clip on aero bars. Especially if you're not really confident with your descending in high high speed cornering, anything high speed, uh, I think a road bike is just going to be easier. And if you don't have a TT bike yet, if you not if you didn't want to get one for the race, don't get one. Yeah. I think I I did my first few races on a road like a 48 centimeter road bike that was built for someone who's five feet tall. So right, yeah, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I still have a photo. I posted it. <laughs> I don't know, in the last year at some point, it's this little Norco bike, mm-hmm. definitely not built for someone who's 5'10", 5'11". Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll probably not go much faster on a TT bike where you can ride hard in the aero bars. Mm-hmm. And if it's if you have confidence issues, mm-hmm. I think a, a road bike will be a faster option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally would, unless the entire race... Unless it's something like in the Swiss or French Alps where it's basically climbing for half the race and then super crazy fast, twisty descent, I'll always ride a TT bike because for someone like me, the TT bike's always faster. If you can spend a good chunk of your time, a TT bike is always faster descending if you can ride in the aero bars and push hard, 100%. And I know that because I've ridden it against pro cyclists in hard rides yes. and they sat on my wheel <laughs> going down large descents because <laughs> they couldn't go faster than I was going down so that's that's I it's anecdotal but yeah yeah from experience yeah. you'll always go faster on a TT bike so there you go but, folks so Dan, Dan Smith from Life Sport said the same thing when we were talking with him uh, if you can ride the TT bike if you're confident on the TT bike that's going to be your choice. Now, gear selection is another thing, but totally. that's, that's up to them. So uh, let's get into something uh, more Nathan-centric here. Um, sponsors for this year, 2018, brand new year. I see you're wearing a very stylish hat. My Wadi and Cat. Yeah, uh, I've been lucky to to have really amazing sponsors in the last few years. And last year's sponsors are basically staying the same. For this year, I'm going to be wearing Wadi Ink kit. They're going to be supporting my my apparel. I man, the, the kit this year it looks awesome. I can't wait. It should be should be here real soon. So, who are the two names between uh, behind Wadi Ink? Uh, Sean Watkins is the the owner of Wadi Ink, and I mean, his uh, wife Heather is she doesn't work for Wadi Inc but she she's one of the other names huge behind. advocate huge advocate uh, we just everyone just calls Sean Wadi yeah uh, and uh, he's amazing he took me on last year and uh, I love racing with those guys they have an amazing community as you as you guys know uh, we have Roy Macbeth locally here is on the Wadi Hit Squad who's kind of their one of their age group race teams and then there's uh, another friend of mine Barry Berg who's on uh, the Hit Squad 
and uh, yeah, they they make amazing kits. It looks so like just so next that's got to be worth twenty watts right there. Exactly, <laughs> you got to look fast to go fast. That's half the battle. <laughs> so that's like at least fifty percent of your FTP <laughs> looking fast. Uh, so yeah, I'm super stoked to be working with Wadi again this year. Uh, I'm gonna be with Velofix. He's gonna be doing all my bike maintenance. That's where I get all my uh, my equipment uh, from that I that I can't get from my other sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are amazing. They have trucks everywhere. All you do is go online, boop boop boop, put your postal code in, pick a service date, time, boom, they just show up at your house. And your bike's gonna be. Just glory and ready for KOMs everywhere. So that's velofix.com. Yeah, those guys are awesome. I love those guys. Their head office actually is just over just over in East Van, or almost East Van. So so a Canadian company that's doing yeah. good things worldwide. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, knew, them, I other, knew them before they, yeah. went, went, before they went on to uh, the Dragon's Den. Yeah. I met those guys, and, man, they've, they're brilliant, and they, they bring a really high level of service, and... They're, it is a franchise company, but they have dedicated themselves to making sure that across all their franchises, they have a very similar, very similar uh, level of service. level of service mm-hmm. and just commitment to to high quality service. So those guys are awesome, and I'm going to be riding on Easton Wheels again because <laughs> they're awesome and they make they make amazing uh, wheels for the road bike. They make amazing tri wheels. They make amazing cyclocross wheels, mountain bike wheels. Like I'm riding those wheels on all my bikes, and I punish the crap out of them. <laughs> we, we, if you've been listening to Fitspeak, uh, the last time we interviewed Nathan, he has a kind of a long history of being rather abusive to bike yes. wheels, bike frames, and everything in between. So um, the endorsement to Easton, uh, that's that's yes, with some credibility. If you want to torture test stuff, <laughs> give it to me. And I will tell you if it's going to make the grade or not. But yeah, no, the the wheels are fast. I mean, last year I think I was most of my races were 204 to 206 for 90k, mm-hmm. so they're fast. Uh, yeah, I love those wheels, and the guys behind the company are amazing. They we made a really fun uh, Christmas video two year two Christmases ago, which was awesome. The guys came over and we we had some fun with eggnog, which was a blast. <laughs> it's really fun when you when you get to interact with your sponsors and do fun yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to be riding Diamond Bikes, so it's Beam Bikes. They're bringing, uh, what are those old bikes, the old Beam Soft Bikes? Rides. Soft Ride. yeah. But, I mean, they, they do definitely make your bum happy when you're riding mm. real far. And as a and family man, that's important to maintain super, that level of happiness. Especially if you want to grow your family <laughs> probably the most important part not a one hit one yeah i mean I've, 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 i got, i was uh riding diamond last year and i have a kid now so i mean you do the math but yeah the bikes are fast last year was the first year i rode them and i was setting pbs at every single race i went to so super fast bikes at rotor is basically my sponsor for my power meters all my q rings which i've been riding q rings for what is a q ring so it's, folks who... it has a nine percent oval shape to it what does that mean uh so part of the ring is a little it looks like an egg basically uh so part of the ring is narrow and part of the ring is wide and what that does is in your pedal stroke you have weaker points in your pedal stroke and you have stronger points in your pedal stroke so where you're weaker in the pedal stroke the ring gets a little smaller so that gives you a little more torque and then where your pedal stroke is stronger that's where the ring is wider and they have it set up so you can adjust it and they they have software that you you ride and does a spin scan and it'll tell you which which position to pick and that basically compensates for where you're a little weaker in your pedal stroke and i personally found too that it also helps me run off the bike faster uh, it just helps my legs be a little fresher coming off the bike. So, and also climbing in aero bars. I mean, it it has really helped being able to climb in aero bars. Uh, just because when you start dropping your cadence down, the weaker points in your pedal stroke are uh, amplified. So, being able to get over those weaker points in the pedal stroke where the the ring is smaller. And just help have a nice smooth spin. That uh, that seems to have helped my climbing. So, and their power meters are amazing. I have the dual sided meter on my TT bike. I got a single sided meter on both my road and my mountain bike. So, I'll be doing a little mountain bike racing this year. Uh-huh. I might even dabble. Is that a like fall sort of thing for you? No, that's actually uh, the weekend after Wildflowers. <laughs> I'm doing the Vetter Mountain Classic. Oh wow! So, 
Yeah, so I'm super <laughs> stoked about that. But yeah, those guys, they make universal bottom brackets that you just add spacers and you can use them with any standard. So yeah, I love working with those guys. They're amazing. I'm hoping once the TT group set comes out, I'll be able to uh, get that on the bike, their new hydraulic group set. First one, I believe, to ever come out with a hydraulic group set. So, and being a heavy duty mechanic background mm-hmm. who did a lot of work in hydraulics, I understand how hydraulics work and the benefits. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. There's no, no cable stretch, very exact shifting. You can reduce weight. It's yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to to try out the TT group set once it comes out. And for nutrition this year, yeah, I'm working with F2C. I'm uh, friends of the uh, podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Oh my god, and I, Glenda. Glenda's oh, no uh, guy. Glenda is. She's amazing. She is a saint. Yeah, she's amazing. She takes care of us like we are her children. Have you had a chance to try their new gels? No, uh, I missed out. I missed out. I was working. Who got them? Did Simon's get them? Uh, No, they they gave them to McMahon. Yeah, of course. He gets gets everything from everybody. Damn it, it pays to be fast. Uh, No, uh, they were doing sampling, but I was unfortunately working that day, so I couldn't make it out. so I'm looking forward to getting them. So what's your uh, what's going to be in your bottles at Wildflower? Oh, glycodurance. Glyco I'll be yeah. I roll with uh, two bottles on my bike for 70.3. I'll have 150 calories of glycodurance in each bottle, and I'm going to be rolling with about six scoops of electrodurance, which is basically a butt ton of electro electrolytes. So I'm a really salty sweater. Mm. I look like Frosty the Snowman when I cross the finish line. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that that really helps prevent my cramp or prevent cramping when I'm running. But glycodurance is the money. Uh, mango, mango. Uh, yeah. See. Yeah. There's there's consensus yeah. here. Brian <laughs> is going to be yes. excited to hear that. Yeah, mango. I'm a mango fan. I mean, all their flavors are good. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried all their flavors. They're great. But I'd say mango just is that one little little step ahead. Uh, so that's what I'll be rolling in the bottles and. Uh, yeah, I even you can condense it and put it into uh, run flasks in place of gels. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, man, I'm so excited to work with these guys. They, 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 they started their company not far from where I grew up, which is still not far from where I live now. Yeah. And uh, they just have passion mm. like no one else for their product, and they put the science and they put the research in behind their product. And they just try and bring a quality product that works. I've I've used a few different nutrition brands over the years, and there's always been some product in those nutrition brands I couldn't use, mm-hmm. whether it's the, the drink or whatnot. And everything works for me from F2C. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so happy that they brought me on for a second year in a row, and uh, they're really great. If, if you're ever at a, if any of the listeners are ever at a race and and uh, Greg's there. Just ask him about the products because he'll just really enlighten you about race nutrition products and how they work in the body. And he just has a real passion for for what he does. And uh, yeah, Greg Cowan, the mad scientist from from FTC. And uh, for the folks who are listening to this, uh, we had an interview a little bit earlier in the month with Joe Dixon from Dynamic Race Events. Oh man! And Joe. the rumors are true. FTC is going to be the official. Uh, nutrition sponsor for all dynamic race events so if you were worried about cramping or low energy levels whether you're doing the sprint the olympic or the half you're going to be well set so um another year of racing on f2c at dynamic That's race awesome. events oh yeah. man joe i've yeah. been my first ever half ironman was racing with joe and oliver and then i was lucky to go back a few years later and win it and win it first. that's right yeah man yeah joe's been putting on really good races for a lot of years yeah. and that's oliver's was always the staple race of yeah. the local triathlon community yeah exactly yeah i remember exactly. when i started out in uh coquitlam and maple ridge with sean callahan as yep. i'm sure you guys know mm-hmm. yeah and uh pacific i remember uh pacific rim multi-sport i was like i remember when there's 10 10 of us and that included sean and ann barnes like there was 10 of us and then it's grown i'm sure it's a pretty big club now uh yeah that was like the 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 kickoff usually of the race of the the half Ironman race season locally, mm-hmm. yeah. Joe's 
Joe's a good man. He's put on some really good races. Well, you know, just to add to F2C, uh, we do have to give them a huge thank you because, you know, last year we uh, decided to start up a run in the name of mental health awareness, and uh, it's called the Positive Spin Cycle. And Glenda and Greg got right on board, and they showed up, and they um, they supported the event, <clears throat> which, by the way, is this June on the 23rd, which is only $45. But the great thing was that they they came out with tents and everything and got involved and supported the event with all of their uh, products. So, you know, if you're a small outfit, small event that you're looking and you're looking for um, uh, a great supporter of your event, you can always uh, look towards F2C and they'll they'll do what they can for you. Yeah, they really take care of their people, for sure. Coming up later this week, part two of the FitSpeak interview with Nathan Killam. In the meantime, however, it's time for you to head over to the FitSpeak Facebook page. When you're there, make sure to enter to win a race entry to the Dynamic Race Events Wine Capital of Canada Triathlon and a canister of F2C 3-to-1 Rehab Formula. FitSpeak is also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. If you're looking to get into the sport of triathlon, run a marathon, or finish a fondo, we can help with in-person consultations and customized training plans. Check the TriJoy link on the bottom of the FitSpeak homepage. 